BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to Me Minute Acme. I'm so excited for the episode today. It's with two of my friends and our first twins on the show. So you're really going to enjoy it. But first, I wanted to do a very brief solo. Um, Someone asked about what to do when you go out with someone who's like much older than you and if you should still offer to pay. I totally understand why you wouldn't offer to pay, but I have to stick to my guns on this one. Offer to pay no matter what, every single time. It doesn't matter how old they are. The person who should pay is the person who invited you on the date, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't offer. I think it's really important to offer and always, you know, be someone who who does that because it's the right thing to do. It's just polite. Like it's crazy. Some people are just so polite and it goes such a long way. I actually had like some people over this past weekend and this one woman, when she came over, she brought me a gift and it was so unnecessary, but it was so sweet and polite. And I just, it like really just rubbed me the right way. So I think like there's nothing ever wrong with being polite. No one will ever be like, oh, she offered to pay or like he offered to pay. I'm so upset. So just do that because it's really nice. Someone asked about tips on taking it slow and steady and then how to know if it's fizzling out versus being slow and steady. I think that tips on taking it slow and steady are just like not seeing each other every night after you first meet. I think you can still talk every day, but you should have plans no more than two or three times a week. I think that, you know, seeing each other too much in the beginning can make you think that you have feelings that you might not have. Whereas when you take some time apart, you can actually like sit with yourself and your feelings like you're not like you're sober. You're like, you're not confused by the alcohol on your dates every night. Like you have that time and you get to see like, oh, am I really thinking about this person? Is this someone that I'm genuinely interested in. And, you know, hopefully it is. And how to know if it's fizzling out versus slow and steady. I think like if you started in a way that was, you know, like slow-ish texting and seeing each other slowly and it continues in that way, then maybe it is slow and steady. But if you started in a faster way where they were texting you all the time and then it becomes less frequent, that's fizzling. Um, I think slow and steady is, you know, like you kind of know the difference. You feel it in your body. Like, you know, if you haven't had sex yet, but you're taking, like you're doing things, you know, before that to move slowly and like 
that kind of stuff, then that's slow and steady. But if like there's just no interest about doing anything and the person's kind of just like, you know, not showing you any signs of wanting to take it further, then that's definitely fizzling. So I don't want to spend too much time on the solo. I would love for you guys to hear this episode and let me know what you think. But just want to remind you, we have a really amazing show in DC coming up January 28th. So if you go to wemetatacme.com slash tour, you can get your ticket for that show. And um, that's pretty much it. I really appreciate all of you and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with our first set of twins, Sasha and Oliver Zabar. Hey guys. Hey Lindsay, thanks for having us on the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Of course. So we'll start with just the basic background info. Um, How old are you guys and where are you from? 28, uh, from New York. Obviously both same age. Very cool. the same place. Very cool. And just so everyone can establish who's who, will you just say your names into the mic? I'm Sasha. And I'm Oliver. It's, it's a kind of a similar-ish voice, but but also different. So you guys are fraternal. Yes. Sasha's two minutes older. Oh. Yeah. Oliver nodded his head, by the way. You couldn't hear that. But, uh... <laughs> so do you have other siblings? No, we don't. Just so do you feel like the oldest? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. two minutes older, right? Four seconds, it's, it's right? Two whole minutes, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, have you ever? Well, okay, so also, I don't know if you've listened to an episode before, but we kind of like astrology on here, so we're, tr- we're true Geminis, you're Geminis, yeah. okay? So, like, and we're twins, so you know, I've heard once that if Geminis are twins, it's like four people, four, four personalities, yeah, yeah. Do you agree? Uh, I don't, yeah. but that's just me. Uh-huh. When's your exact birthday? May 29th. Okay, got it. So you're Geminis and you're twins. What, what's your sign? I'm a Libra. Okay. Do you know anything about it? Not so much. Okay. Well, like Kanye is a Gemini and Kim is a Libra, if that's for reference. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah, there's actually a lot of good Geminis out there. There are. Yeah. There are. They get They get some hate, but they're actually very intelligent. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. And and if you're born two minutes apart, it means that you guys are actually quite different because you might have a different rising sign, which I know none of this means anything to you. But… Um, no, I think we are, we are quite different. Yeah. Um, and I think we do have different rising signs. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to kind of look back at some of the work we did to really yeah go yeah well we'll have to have you guys download co-star i don't know if you know Ooh, that. actually i think i have it oh you do yeah. okay and what is your current relationship status i am recently single and went through kind of a am going through went through a, a kind of difficult uh decoupling because we, we live together and mm. you know decisions about who keeps the apartment and uh, right. stuff like that i mean oliver right now single that's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it yeah, I've not gone through any decoupling, moving out, yeah. moving in situations. You've never lived with co- someone before. Co- no co-parenting. Co-parenting? So. Is there a dog involved? Oh. But you've never lived with someone? No. Mm-hmm. Thank- thankfully, no. I've- what was your longest relationship, Oliver? Probably four and a half years. Oh, wow. That is long. Managed to not live, live together, mm. um, which I think was really good and kind of like did help the relationship for a long time. 
yeah, it's just like what we were saying before with work, just being super crazy and being on different schedules mm. didn't really make sense to, right. to pull the trigger. I live alone too, and I really do enjoy it. And coming home after a long night of work, especially on the bar and you're face to face with people all the time, right. coming home to complete silence is so you know, nice. It's the best. Yeah. I actually, I live with my parents now. Um, which right. Is, which, sounded like a really good idea like uh housekeeping mm. like turn down service but you have to talk service. to your parents every night but so <laughs> when i moved in they were kind of out of the country and right. and and uh so i had the place to myself and it was like so big and so nice mm. and, and now uh like every morning i get like so much judgment from my from my parents in the morning like why aren't you up at 7 30 like why aren't you at work yet Ugh. and because it's you know it's a family business right it's like, uh, it's... literally 24 hours you you're know, 20, like literally shitting where you eat yeah exactly so oliver you had mentioned briefly something about how you managed to dodge living together as if like maybe living together could cause issues maybe is that I guess this is more for Sasha is living together. Was this your first time living with someone? And is it? So, I mean, this was the first time where we were like both on the, on the lease, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I, I'd lived with a, a girlfriend previously, but it had been like, her, it had been her apartment and that was kind of a clear, right. um, you know, boundary. I'm mean, not boundary, but that was, it was clearly her apartment. Mm -hmm. um, although there, there was like a summer where I lived in it by myself, but uh it wasn't actually it wasn't that difficult. Hi, I'm Ali Webb. And I'm Michael Landau. We're the founders of Drybar, which we started about 10 years ago. We are constantly hearing from budding entrepreneurs asking us for advice. This podcast is the place to go if you're an entrepreneur and want to start your own business. Subscribe to Raising the Bar so you don't miss a minute of the action and all the fun guests that we have. New episodes come out every Friday, anywhere you get your podcast fix. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It was good. <laughs> Subscribe to Raising the Bar, new episodes every Friday, wherever you get your podcast fix. So Oliver, you um, have been single for a little bit now. Like since you've had kind of time to reflect on, I guess, your past relationships and just like you as a person, what would you say is your biggest fault when it comes to you and relationships? Like something that you have either actively worked on or need to work on yeah i guess like taking you know and just to be clear like, dodge the bullet by not moving in it kind of it was good better for everyone we were kind of all on the same page with it yeah. wasn't but uh i guess in looking back on everything i could say i was you know i was very selfish mm -hmm. in the you know I'm, i make i'm happy to make an effort i'm happy to go the extra mile i think i can say i'm a very good boyfriend but you know living alone and then having to go to meet your girlfriend who lives with two roommates, three roommates. Right. It's like, why do I want to go to your apartment? I have the whole place to myself. Yeah. We can just be us. Right. And I don't, I don't want to go over there. Right. And I, I want you to come to me. Yeah. And I don't think that's selfish. I think that's logistically makes sense. Like I never sleep at my boyfriend's. He has two roommates and I have no roommates and I stand by that. Yeah. For sure. And I totally get, you know, like, Girls sometimes want to like wake up in their own place and have all their clothes and their yeah. makeup. Yeah, I, th I think it's, it becomes more complicated when it's the opposite. And I think at one point we lived very close to each other. And it was hard for her to see why I didn't want to go over there. Mm -hmm. But I think I've actually done a very good, good job of uh, maintaining relationships with people who live in my general bubble of the Lower East Side. Yeah. Which I uh, tend to not like to leave very often. Yeah. So... 
But so you haven't like done anything that you would regret in relationships. I mean, like we all have. Like I have this theory that like everyone has been cheated on and cheated at one point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would say I uh, didn't put her first. Mm -hmm. Probably running off to Patagonia for three weeks with a friend of mine Mm. was not very smart. A female friend? Uh, A male friend. Okay, okay. I was like, Um, that's... Rough. Yeah, no, that would be very rough. But yeah, no, it was, I can't imagine being cheated on. That would be terrible. So I would hope I would not put that yeah. on to someone else. Yeah, totally. What about you, Sasha? No, I, I think uh, the, the question was what? You, like, you think everyone's no, been cheated on? Like, what's on? your biggest um, like relationship fault? Fault? That like, um, you have. Like, I'm super controlling, yeah. for example. No, like, I can tell. Uh, no 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 so I think like one thing that might be true for for both Oliver and I is that because we work so much between you know Devon which is the the bar that Oliver started and we we just opened a bakery next door called Broom Street Bakery like it's just hard to to make time and I Mm -hmm. think like in any relationship like having a balanced life where you like have enough time to spend with your friends and like the camaraderie that you get from that. Mm-hmm. And then like one-on-one time with your girlfriend uh, right. and going out and going out to eat. Like it's just hard when the business becomes like every day. I mean, I, I think I can't remember the last time I took like, you know, two days off mm-hmm. in, in a row or like maybe there, you know, like even when I'm, I am off or both of us are off, it's like, where do you want to have brunch? And it's like, oh, I just want to go check on the business and then we can go find somewhere to eat around right. there, you know? So, right. We kind of live, you know, especially with the bakery and like, like I've been working a lot of over, overnight shifts at our at our wholesale bakery uptown. Right. Like, you know, if you go to bed at three or four in the morning and, you know, Oliver does this all the time at the bar, you're not up at like 730, you know, ready to breakfast right. uh, or ready, ready, you know, kind of like is, flips, flips your day. Is anyone up at 730 ready to breakfast? Oh, our, our dad's up at like 430. Right, right. You know, no, I, I was like upset if you're not. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. I feel like a lot of women and men like they love the idea of like dating someone who's like an entrepreneur or like who starts their own business but they love the idea of it they don't actually love like what it takes when you're around that person all the time and it's like how people love weddings but not marriage you know yeah i mean i think um in this kind of last relationship i was in she worked re- remotely so mm. it was like very easy also i, I had like come from uh, working for myself and having a lot of time to kind of getting back into the family business and then, you know, opening these spots downtown. So when we had a lot of time, it worked really well because we could jump away and travel and do kind of do right. what we wanted. And yeah, but I think, I think you're right. I think it's, uh, it, they like the idea more than, than, than reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I can definitely say the restaurant business is the most dangerous game for a relationship. It yeah. is like, Whatever rumors you hear, the sex, the drugs, the all-night partying, it's more or less true. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crazy industry. Yeah. And yeah, I've heard all cooks do coke. Yeah, <laughs> probably, and worse, <laughs> as I've come to find. But I think also a different part, it's just, you know, as a young male working in the business, you're right. surrounded by females. Right. Customers and people you work with. Not and it can be kind of, you know, upsetting if your girlfriend walks in and you're just talking to two female customers. Right. And, you know, it's, it's hospitality. You want everyone to come back. You yeah. You want them to have a good time. Of course. You know, you're giving them shots, sending them free food. You want them to tell their friends. Yeah. Um, you know, Devin's very, like, uh, 
kind of trendy looking, cool, sure. very mid-century the, modern The guy spot. who owns it was so nice. Yeah. So it's like we definitely attract a certain type of crowd. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's it's tough to be the girlfriend of someone in the business. Right. Who, who, and they, I think they let their minds run wild. Right. I mean, you can if, only imagine. Yeah. If you have a lot of confidence, like it's okay. I actually had a funny situation last weekend. I was out celebrating Thanksgiving and I was at a Friendsgiving with my boyfriend and I am not in the restaurant business, but I am in like the dating business. So I need to know kind of like a lot of single guys and single girls because I do some setups. Sometimes I do some single dinners. And so at this Friendsgiving, I was talking to like three single guys for like a decent amount of time. And I like exchanged information with them and whatever. And I added them to like my list of single guys and we were on the train home and my boyfriend looked over and like saw the list and he's like, the fact that like you have a list of single guys in your phone with their contact information and like I'm chill about that is amazing. And I was like, you're right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. I had a similar situation the other day where someone I've been spending time with and came into the bar and you know, that I had some friends, some people I knew that I'd met at a an alumni mm. reunion for my old school. I'd come in, you know, I I was heading out, so I was like, guys, thanks for coming. Like, yeah, let's, let's do a shot. It's Friday night before I go. Right. And she's basically standing there watching me take a shot with these three girls. Right. And got all a little got like a little ruffled about it. Yeah. And you know, I was just it's you know, thanks for coming down. Right. None of them live on the Lower East Side. They made yeah. the time to come back after having a good time at the alumni event, which we had hosted and. I was like, you got to calm down. You got to like yeah, step back. It's hard. We're saying nice to each other now. Like, don't get your panties in a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Except I hate that phrase. <laughs> Disturbs me in multiple ways. So you guys are both 29. You're 28. Both, both 28. Or sorry. Sorry. Age too, because I'm 29. Yeah. I was projecting. Yeah. You're both single. Do you feel any pressure either from your family or from your friends to settle down, get married? No, I feel no pressure from my family. I mean, uh, we went over this in, in the first taping, but uh, <laughs> like uh, our parents who are both happily married for, and it was a second marriage for my dad and first marriage for my mom. Yeah. And it was kind of later in life. And so I think there's just always been this kind of like general dialogue in the family that like you take your time, like mm-hmm. there's no rush. Like, in fact, like don't get married young, like don't get married before, you know, you know what you want or, or know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think there's like a component where maybe it's because we work for ourselves and it's not like every year you get a raise and every right. year, you know, you get a promotion that like, I just can't even imagine like getting married before I felt like truly financially like knew what was going to happen over, over the next 10 years. Yeah. And the idea of like getting married, it, the fact is not no, I don't, I don't see myself getting married anytime soon. And, and I think I've, I've always been pretty, pretty clear about that in, in most of my relationships. Yeah. I think you really hit the nail on the head with the being financially said, I feel like so many guys, like, I don't know if they, maybe they do talk about it, but I haven't heard guys talk about it enough that a man is not getting married until he feels like he can provide for that like marriage. And I feel like, and women as well. I mean, I personally want to make something of myself before I get married. And I feel like it's just such like a big topic that no one really talks about, but it's so true. And like the people I know that are married, like the guys 
come from like a cushy background and like have parents that are like, don't worry, we got you no matter what. But, you know, the guys who are like making something of themselves, like on their own, want to f- have that stability. And I don't know. I mean, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think me and Sasha can both agree. We know a lot of people from cushy backgrounds who have taken the leap and it's not where I feel comfortable and I think it's not where he feels, com- feels comfortable. And yeah. it's easy to do it when you know, oh, well, I'm like, you know, I have my family, I have my family's business, which is, right. you know, just printing off money, like everything will be fine. Yeah. But yeah, you need to, it's a, a relationship, but you have to support the other one and like through everything that happens. And I think, especially living in New York, yeah. which is very expensive, being financially independent and stable and you know, the rainy day fund is yeah. well tucked away. It's important. And uh, also I think, you know, marriage is, People say you know, it was hopefully forever, and to me, forever is a very, very long time. Yeah, very long time. And if you're with, if you're dating someone for like more than a year in your late twenties, like the questions just come from everyone else, and it's everyone else's like fear that they're projecting onto you, like whether it's like because they're married already and they're like, why aren't you doing this thing that I did and have to do like deal with for the rest of my life, or like they have a kid already, like I have some friends with kids. And they're like, why don't you live with your boyfriend? Like, why don't you this? Why don't you that? And it's like, it's kind of insane. No, it's crazy. And I, yeah. and I also think like, uh, I have friends who have gotten married and, and friends who, who have kids or are about to, you know, will have kids. And I think, you know, in certain ways, like those couples, while I still see them, like you definitely start to see them less. That that club of like kids, mm. like that's something like you you can't relate with anymore. Like yeah. if they want to go on vacation, like with the kid, like you're not going on that vacation with them. Yeah, like, no. unless you want to be like you know the unless babysitter, they're, unless they're bringing the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then uh, yeah, I think I think like it's an expectation that in your late twenties, the next relationship has to be a serious relationship, mm-hmm. and if you don't see yourself getting married to that person you got to get out before, you know, um, and I think there's like a real fear, at least in, in some of the people I've seen that like almost a desperation that kind of creeps in, mm. um, that can almost like poison the relationship. I mean, it, I can't say it's happened to me so much. I mean, there's been a few examples, but I do see it in, in like friends relationships where it can like turn a good relationship and, and make it really bad. The idea of like needing like the, the to... fear of like of of, be, of being married, and, and I'm not saying that like just on on the girl side, but yeah, uh, like this kind of like when is it going to happen? When can I do this? Uh, right. When do I need to do this? Right. Uh, and probably you know the pressure from from parents and and uh, yeah. friends as well. Yeah, and I think some if it's a woman that is like wanting the marriage, sometimes we can forget as women like basically you're not just wanting marriage, you're wanting someone to drop like thousands of dollars on an engagement ring. Well, I think that's another crazy piece of it, which, yeah. which is like uh, like wedding culture and one, like how much like mostly parents spend on the wedding yeah. and then the expectation of like what is an appropriate ring and to spend like 20, 50, 100, $200,000 on an engagement ring. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, and especially like, you know, I, I have to say like, it's very strange when like the ring is looks to be like significantly more than the person makes uh yeah and what message is being sent by that yeah uh, it's like it's a red flag i would say yeah and we'll talk about red flags more in a bit but you guys work you know you're in the restaurant industry you're in like the nightlife industry in a little you know some ways 
Would you, just out of curiosity, like, would you be able to date someone who doesn't drink? Because it's like more and more common these days. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that would be like a red flag for me or a turn off. Mm -hmm. I think it almost could help that you decide to take a different route with your life and not drink. And I actually do find it common with friends of mine who date in the industry and are in the industry that they're they'll, with their significant other will be like, all right, we're doing like a sober month, two months. We're going to go on this kick, on this cleanse. And you kind of do it together, both knowing that you're working nights surrounded by alcohol, surrounded mm-hmm. by all things unhealthy. And that doing it together, you kind of like hold each other accountable. So I think, yeah. That, I think, yeah, it definitely could. And I think that is a, could be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think, um, you know, I've been in relationships where, where like the, the person I was with maybe wasn't like sober, but really didn't drink. And, you know, and I've also been in relationships when like the person did drink, it became a problem. Uh, so I think um, it's definitely not an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I could definitely date someone who would, did not drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think just being in the industry, I think people would be pretty surprised that some of the famous bartenders, bar managers, right, their right. Fam- favorite places are, are sober. actually sober. Yeah, yeah. And have gone their significant others to be sober. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they create these great menus on tastes. But I've right. worked with a lot of great people who have been sober for years at this totally. point. Totally. Yeah, I know a sober bartender and he just like tastes and spit it out. And he's like the best of the best. Yeah, I mean, some of them will claim it. They're just makes them more alert so they can make more money and right. be a better version exactly. of themselves. Exactly. Or maybe like, do things to I don't know. It's, you know what I mean. It's good to be alert. Yeah, I mean, in in the bar world, like any other job, drinking on the job would be considered like highly inappropriate, right? And obviously, like you don't want your employees to be like drunk, but there is definitely drinking in the in the workplace, yeah. Especially like towards the end of the night or as right. you're shutting down, and certainly like employees who don't drink make better employees. Uh, right. Just like, yeah. Like, Except when like a waitress is serving wine and, and the person's like, well, can you have a glass with us? Yeah. 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 And she's like, no, but maybe, maybe that would be a good thing. Actually. Maybe they'd be intrigued by the no. <laughs> Let's talk about twin stuff a little bit. Good. Okay, good. Do you guys feel like you're competitive as twins? You know, I think in some ways we like very early on, we didn't go to the same school. So mm. that kind of, competition that might have happened had we been in the same classrooms or on the same teams like didn't happen we also like played very different sports growing up and like did different things and kind of even today like kind of gravitate towards different areas of the business so i i actually think we, we work very well together mm-hmm. in a way that i maybe didn't ex- didn't expect or haven't with other partners or other uh people i've worked with mm-hmm. so like i don't know or do, do you think we're competitive no i agree with a lot of what Sasha said and you know, not to call him out, but I do find that he is a competitive person by nature mm-hmm. <laughs> and definitely more competitive than me. I am yeah. across the board and yeah. in different areas. So do you feel like working for your parents is kind of like, like not like easy, but do you know what I mean? Like, do you ever kind of like get insecure or like get shit from people about like, oh, you just like work for your family. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like, I get what you mean. Like it's, it's like a, uh, like you couldn't do anything else. So you work for right, your family. Right. And definitely not. Like yeah. one, we both did different things before we came and started working for the, for the family. Yeah. And in many ways, and our, our dad is just like a monster when it comes to his expectations in terms of like hours right. and like how much time you have to spend at the business. Like this is not a cushy job. He does not even like 
you, you do not get paid well on day one. And, and like his first conversation with you is like, if you thought you were going to be making X, like you're out of your mind. Yeah. Uh, but also in many ways, like Oliver and I are kind of like a team to kind of counterbalance his worst instincts mm-hmm. and to promote his like best ideas. Mm-hmm. So back to the competition part. One, it feels like we work together almost as like a counterbalance, but right. also, uh, no, I, I don't think that, um, I, I don't feel poorly about that expectation. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, to me, I've, I've always felt pretty strongly that like a family business is really important. You know, we grew up in it. It's been a big part of our life, a big part of New York as a whole, the food world. And to push it forward is really important. And yeah, we've gotten shit like, oh, well, you like you work for your, your parents. It's like, but yeah, why wouldn't I want to work for our family? We right. Have a, a great brand. Right. A exactly. great product that people enjoy and watching mm-hmm. people enjoy it is great. It makes us happy. Right. And it's like, you could say, I mean, what, what are, are you doing something so exciting? Totally. Like, yeah. No, I, I was thinking about that question because I dated someone once who worked for his family's law firm and or like, yeah, some, his dad was like a partner. I don't know. And he was so miserable and he was complaining all the time about his job. And it's like, dude, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, first of all, you took the easy way out. Yeah. And second of all, like, you do have a cushy job yeah. and you don't have to do shit. Like you don't even have to go into work and like your dad's going to make sure that like you don't get fired. No, so I mean, fuck we, off. We have friends, you know, who are like on their parents, like company's payroll, but yeah. don't actually work. Yeah, uh, it's or like, like it's a joke. you know, uh, get an allowance that they call a salary. Right, right. But um, there's also like a, a big like demarcation, I think, between like what I would consider like a white collar job, like working at your dad's law firm. Right. And and maybe that guy, you know, was a, a great lawyer or a great paralegal or a great like, assistant. Not. I don't know what, yeah. what level he was at. <laughs> the, like we make jokes about it, but like this is a kind of blue collar job. I mean, right. we, we are working with our hands. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, our dad got well known for being like a, a baker for, for like, you know, physically making bread, which right. is like not a fancy job. And, and right. Not like, like he's, uh, he started from the bottom. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, and like we work with our hands. I mean, like we're on our feet all, all day long, like right. running around, like, yeah, there's like a certain amount of like paperwork and like financial stuff that goes on, but we're not like moving money from like account A to account, account yeah, B totally. and like taking, you know, 50 basis points to do yeah. that. It's a day in day out job. And I think if you're not happy working for your family, you can always leave. No one totally. Has, and uh, I know Sasha left and I left and we both came back and no one's holding a gun to your head. And if you're employable and you're, you're a relatively smart person that yeah. can hold a good job, then there's you can always leave. So For sure. If you're in a good situation, then enjoy it. For sure. But something that actually comes up, I think, when you're working for your family, if you do get married, it's like you have to have a prenup. So that's interesting. And like something that if you are with someone that you want to marry, I feel like you need to bring up before you get engaged. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely a big thing. And yeah, I've had friends get married who probably had to have that conversation. And I feel mm. like I've never really gotten a straight answer about uh, like how it what went What they down. ended up doing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, well, like, you know, we brought it up. We, but we like, figured it out. Yeah, we, we fi- I wouldn't figure it out. It's taking like, all no, dude, money. Like, I want like <laughs> details. Yeah. Like, what was written down. Yeah. But no, I think it is an important conversation to yeah. have. I know, unless your wife plans on working f- for the family, but I would never wish that on anyone that I married. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like working together and being together is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I, I also don't think like anyone would, would accuse Oliver and I of like nepotism, and and I'd be happy to switch jobs with a lot of people if they wanted, you know, my, to try my job out. For yeah, a day. yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you guys ever hooked up with the same person? Yeah, we have definitely. Oh, you I have. Mean, I think there were definitely like a few girls in high school that we 
probably both hooked up to what hooked up with. But uh, you never like fought over a girl. No. Mm-hmm. no. I think that's just New York City. Uh, yeah, school it's culture. Small. It's everyone's uh, and very pool. very incestuous. It's uh, true. It's true. Still is. I mean, I feel like. Uh, so you guys, because you you mentioned you're not in a rush, do you try to date younger? Well, we are 28. Like, what would you consider younger? Like, I don't know, like 24. 24? Yeah. Like, how old was your ex? She was like 20, 27. Okay. But I, I, yeah, I've, I've dated 20, you know, 24, 25, 26. But I've also dated old, older, you know. I mm-hmm. think, uh, I don't think about that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't really think about it either. I've, I've kind of felt that like younger can be tough. It's, you're yeah. not, you're kind of on different pages and, just thinking back to where I was when I was like, you know, 23, 24, even 25 to like 20, the last like year, maybe I, a lot has changed and I kind of see things differently and I yeah. think differently. I'm also like tired and like don't really want to stay out till yeah. 4 a.m. anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I would probably avoid younger if, if anything older. So where are you finding the people that you take on dates? Are you guys on the apps at all? I've actually... I just went on one of the apps maybe like a month ago for the first time in since I remember when, I remember when Tinder came out what five six years ago yeah but it's weird I don't like this idea of making conversation and meeting someone you don't know I have this theory that you know if you're a nice normal handsome person you can meet someone anywhere in the world mm. uh, and I'm surrounded by people all day on the street on the subway at work at the bar at a restaurant wherever and I think it's pretty easy to meet people if you have yeah. a good head on your shoulders yeah. And on the app game, like uh, I'm not, I'm not on the apps right now. I, I also, I was like so recently single that I don't even like think of myself as as so single right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not looking to to enter another relationship. But I, there was like a two or three week period, maybe four or five years ago, when I was on on uh, t- on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's definitely like so, you're so productive. I mean, there's just like so many. Yeah. Like like it's like a numbers game at that point. Yeah, no, it really um, is. But I I think between like the last relationship and the relationship before, mm-hmm. and like in the period in between, like dating people, like friends, and like kind of being set up, it's like I yeah I'm not I'm it's been a long time. Although maybe you know who knows what next month will. Who knows? Yeah. But Sasha, since you've been out of a relationship for just a month and and you were living together, would you say if you met someone now that like it would be a timing issue because you were not fully healed or you're like able to open your mind and like your heart again already my heart is so closed right now no, mm-hmm. no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> it's uh yeah i think it, may, it could be a timing issue uh but i also think like i don't have like set things like that i mean i'm not mm-hmm. like thinking like um but like are it, you it, ready it, it to date person. again it depends on the person it depends on the person. okay all right so we're gonna play this fun game with some rapid fire poll questions that we do on our instagram how, story. how should we do the answers like that fourth yeah yeah that's a good idea okay oh i'll ask this one because we were talking about socks in the beginning for the holidays would you rather receive an uber gift card or socks uber gift card the socks i i'm like desperately in need of socks at all times. really <laughs> see you guys when you're fighting with a partner and go to a friend for advice would you rather the friend commiserate with you and be like yeah you're yeah she sucks or advocate for your partner commiserate advocate totally agree like the friend commiserating is like wait do you hate them you know what i mean i'm like yeah you want someone my mind to, yeah let's take the other side and yeah like i don't you don't want to sit around and have a pity party yeah totally agree i also think like i like when i am complaining 
first of all, I almost never think like I'm in the wrong. Or, yeah. or if I was, then I would be like pretty open. Like I screwed up. Like, you know, I was definitely, it was definitely my fault. Right. But if, if I think like I have a point to make, like I want the person to agree with me. Yeah. Because you know? I think I'm right. That's fair. In a relationship, how often are you having sex with your partner? One to two times a week or three to five or more? I, I think it depends on the relationship. I like, I've definitely been in relationships where it's three to five and like highly sexual. And I've been in mm-hmm. relationships where like it wasn't as sexual, but I really like the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it depends. Hopefully three, three to five, right? Yeah. Uh, I think when I'm on the same schedule as the person, three to five, like, you know, yeah. every, as much as you can. And then when we're yeah. not on the same schedule, it's more like one to two. So I've been on yeah. both ends. Totally. You go through your significant other's phone shadily and you look in their deleted photos album and see a bunch of nudes that they took that they never sent to you. Do you bring it up? Knowing me, I probably would bring it up. Yeah. But uh, I think it just opens kind of a Pandora's box. Were they for right. you? Were they for someone else? Right. But, so it could take, it could put a situation on the table that needs to be discussed. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never go through like my uh, my girlfriend's phone. Yeah, I was going to ask if you've done that before. Uh, like, absolutely not. And yeah. if someone went through my phone, which has happened in the past, it's like crazy alert. Uh, yeah. Like if someone like, you know, like you wake up in the middle of the night, your phone's not next to your bed and like they're in the bathroom. Oh, like, oh, that's it, crazy. Which has happened and which that is, is like scary. so crazy. It's like, how did you wake up at that sleeping? very moment? They must have been there for a long time or right. like, you know, I went to bed 45 minutes later. I'm like kind of reaching my phone, see the time. Right, right. And um, I actually like, I, I went into the bath. I like knocked on the door. I was like, you in there? Like, do you have my phone? And like, she comes out and then she's like, oh, you left your phone in the bathroom. And I was like, you're, you're nuts. That's, you're crazy. Uh, that is not okay. But what would I say? I, I mean, if I, if I saw, let's say I was like, they were scrolling through a phone. And I saw nudes that they definitely did not send to me. I think I, I would be like, what the what the fuck's going on here? Right. Is it okay to go out on a date with someone who cheated on you a couple of years ago? You know, I think luckily, I, I think I've never never been cheated on or it's never been like an issue in a relationship. But yeah, I guess if they've like grown, grown up, I mean, maybe like if you were young and it happened and like it's a totally different person. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously like if someone cheats on you, it, it, I think it could be pretty devastating. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to go on a date with that person. Right. There's so many time. other people. Like, that's it, yeah. Um, you've been on about eight dates now and you're really into them when you're together and you see them, but indifferent about them when you're not with them. You'll think about them, but are not upset if they don't text you one day. Good sign or bad sign? Bad sign. I think if you're into someone, you you text them, you want to communicate, you're thinking about them, you're yeah. trying to be like, when can we hang out next? When can we, let's make a plan. Right. And if they're not in your mind, then they're clearly not that important or great. Right. To you. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously, like in any relationship, like the beginning, it's like super exciting. Like you're looking for their text, like right. hoping they text you back right away. And then, like, afterwards, you know, I'm sure there's a period. I mean, it's, it's I think it's a good thing when I'm not like w- worried about thinking about if they're going to text me or not. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. But like in the beginning, uh, that's probably a concerning sign, I think. Right. It's funny because I feel like for a girl, it's less of a concerning sign as for a guy, if that makes any sense. Like how how much the girl texts you back or how much you think about the person? Well, like, yeah, I feel like the guy should be thinking about the girl all the time, but it's actually kind of like fine if the girl isn't thinking about the guy all the time. Yeah. I don't know why I feel that way. I I kind of probably because I feel that the guy should always like the girl a little bit more, but yeah, that's my theory. No, I think you're right. What's more important, meeting your significant other's parents or saying I love you? So like for you, like 
bringing someone home to meet your parents. No, saying, saying, saying I love you, I think, is like not something I, I say lightly. In fact, like I've been in relationships where it's been like, you know, m- months and months and months and months. How many months? Nine months. Okay. Uh, eight months, nine months, ten months. Nine months is, is actually something my friend, um, like people have gone through before. That you I know, know. I, it actually, it, con- it concerns me if I'm like seeing someone. And you want to say it right away. No, 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 no. And they say it. Oh, and yeah, it's like yeah. very like, uh, I feel like I'm almost, I don't know, there's some sort of mind game being played. Uh, right. I mean, it's it's like, I think rare that like you like someone so much, you know, right away. But if you do, like, yeah. then if you no, do, I you think, do, a, you I do think, think you love them. Sign. Like, yeah. But why did you wait nine months? Was it because you... I like didn't want any expectations. Like I, I even though I really cared about them and, and thought they were amazing, like I didn't want any labels on it. I didn't want them to have any expectations of me or... or uh, you didn't want things to change. I didn't want things to change. Because yeah. I feel like it's like after I love you, then like you just start like farting in front of each other immediately. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, maybe I guess. But uh, I just didn't want change the way... I don't know. Yeah, I didn't want things to change in any way, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I kind of wanted to be in control of how serious the relationship was. Mm-hmm. What about you, Oliver? I mean, the, I find the parenting kind of funny because I've been on like, been on dates before, been like hanging out with someone casually and it's like, boom, we run to my dad. And you're like, oh my God, like I have to, yeah. I, have to <laughs> yeah. like, I can't like, ignore him. Right. And, uh, but meeting the parents thing is not so important to me. Like I yeah. think saying like, I love you at the right time and knowing that like you, if you feel the same way, is much more important. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where it's been someone said and you're like, oh my God, like I need to run out of here. Yeah. I think it's always been uh, pretty mutual. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have been on some casual dates and then it's like you happen to run into like my dad. Or, you know, I, I, when I went to school in New York, I was like living at home and, you know, my parents are there. So you happen to run into each other. So yeah. I think more people have probably met our parents than I've met their parents. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like, if you grew up in the city, like my, your parents are everywhere. Like it's like, you can meet their parents on a first date and it means nothing. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, I'm going to ask you quickly, quote or piece of advice that you have for our listeners real quick. I mean, uh, you know, I always like, uh, like don't, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, but mm. uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, since this is a dating podcast, it's just like, just be a good person. Just be a nice person. Yeah. Uh, be a sweet guy. Don't, don't be a dick. Yeah. I like that. So where can everyone check out Devin and any other things you guys are working on? So right now, definitely come to 252 Broom Street between uh, Orchard and Ludlow. Devin has like an amazing menu right now and great new cocktails. And then definitely also check out 254 Broom Street, which is uh, the Broom Street. Yeah, why didn't you guys bring me a croissant? Well, I was coming from uptown. Uh, I was coming from down there. And then, uh, you know, some other interesting things like uh, we have a a gluten-free bakery on the free side from Paris called No Glue that does really amazing things. We have Night Shift, which is on uh, 79th and 3rd right in the corner. So if you do live on the free side or you're hanging out there, uh, dating up there, go there. It's a great date spot. Mm. It's a kind of beer cocktail bar with a kind of casual fun menu. It's it's kind of away from the hecticness of Second Avenue. And then you know, we have our market on 80th and 3rd and EAT on 80th and Madison. Definitely come down to Devon. That's, I think, the, the place to go right now. Cool. Thank you guys so much. And where can everyone follow you on Instagram? Maybe slide into your DMs after this since you're single. Yeah, my uh, creative handle is Oliver Tweest, T W E E S T. 
Got an Oliver Twist. Oliver love Twist. it. Love it. Um, and, and my Instagram is uh, Sasha S A S H A T Barone, which was like something I, I had when I was a kid that I've been like desperately trying to think of to change change it to. <laughs> but it's uh, it's there's it's a one I don't know it was a joke between friends uh, when we were in Costa Rica, but. Uh, if you have any ideas, you know, send them to Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. You, or you send him send him to Sasha through send, the DM yeah, and that'll be your slide. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been Thanks, wonderful. Lindsay. Thanks for re-recording after I don't know what the fuck happened the first time. Yeah, the first one was so much better. Uh, no, no, this is better. Okay. Um, if you liked the episode, write us a review on the iTunes app and check out our website, we met at acme.com. <laughs>